to another good week. To another good week. Michael, not bad, eh? It was a good clink. I think it had resonated. It, I'll do it again. Just to, yeah, let's, let's just see do one. It's a forceful clink. Let it breathe. I know it has to breathe. You don't want a dead whiskey. I'm exhausted. Okay, well, you jury can... trial, five day trial this week. Hopefully, a verdict of not guilty. We're gonna do, we're gonna do a podcast case study on the case that I'm completing this week, which will blow your fucking socks off. It's got everything in it. Everything. Parental alienation. Lying, like unbelievable, like collusion. collusion, like it, it's so disgusting. <laughs> anyway, so let's get into something more disgusting that you discovered, and it, it's it's a great issue. So Wait, we haven't sipped yet. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, thank God. Yeah, you needed that. I did. So this case bothers me, as Sebastian Maniscalco, the comedian, would say bothers you it bothers me this is court of appeal this past december his majesty the king god that sounds weird to say that but it is what it is his majesty the queen king and R. see i'm already thinking queen again. i know i it's it's, it's taking forever to get rid of it I know. I know i know his majesty the king and r m as I said, court of appeal decision, standard sexual assault uh, case, nothing. Um... Set out a bit of the details of the sex assault, because look, you know, our viewers are very interested in sometimes, it, we've been getting great feedback and dialogue. So this is a bit of a legal issue, which people have been asking for, but it's pretty poignant in this case. Okay. So just set out a bit of the facts of the sexual assault allegation, right. and then a couple of the points that really piss you off. And you can say that because it's our podcast. It is. Okay. Yeah. Podcast club. It is. Uh, so um, accused and complainant, they lived together for about three years, um, had a daughter. Over time, the relationship went sour. She uh, started cheating. Surprise, surprise. And he was upset by that. Um, so, you know, basically he said this is over, but he needed time to process what had happened. God knows why. I don't yeah. I don't think it should take that long to figure out what you're going to do with your cheating complainant, but whatever, he needed time. So after he processed the information of the cheating, she began sleeping in the daughter's bedroom. They have a young daughter. He was sleeping in another bedroom. And then bottom line is she says that one night, you know, he came into that room or she went into his bedroom to talk about their relationship, which basically no longer existed, but whatever. She testified he grabbed her by the neck, pushed her onto the bed, pulled her leggings off, and forcibly penetrated her. Uh, she said during this he called her a slut who needed to be punished. And For her behavior. Yes. As if this was revenge sexual assault for her cheating behavior. Right. And uh, then started making comments about the other guy, whoever that was. We never hear who that is. So she starts crying. Cops are called. One thing leads to another. And then we're at the Court of Appeal. So Sorry, there were... I'm just patting the head of this handsome guy here. Well, yeah, he's got a full set of hair. I, I just got to say, as a prop, we have a, one of my favorite clients of all time who provided me with this, this of me, mm -hmm. a skinny version of me in a navy suit actually i look a bit like anderson cooper in this one but <laughs> i have to say like you I, really do i love this client i can't say his name because no. that would be inappropriate but i love you thank you for this and i'm making it front and center here 
as you explain, I'm so, sorry to digress, but I just love it. Go does, ahead. Does patting the head do anything? It's, yeah, because he has a full head of hair here, and I, I don't. know. Well, I told you about the sprays. You can get them. It's no, fine. Don't not worry. doing it. You're go not ahead. doing the spray. All right. okay, Let's fine. go back to the serious sex assault case. Fine. We're a bit goofy tonight. It's been a long f***ing three weeks. It has. Okay, In any ahead. event, so really the only issue at trial was, you know, did this happen or not? Straightforward sex assault trial. Um, and let's get one thing straight. Okay. Michael. Yes. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're a partner in this firm and your specialty are sexual assaults and appellate work as yes. well. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Right. That's why well, this case bothers you me. Off. Pisses Don't use such neutral okay. terms. Well, that's what you do when you go in front of the court of appeal. You can't say, you, my lords, your honors, whatever. This case pisses me off. They'll ask we, you. We can't do that now? No, we can't. Okay, but you we have, can do it on the podcast. Oh. Podcla podcast club, you can't. Yeah, that's one of okay, the rules of the podcast club. So... Uh, accused did not testify, um, and basically bad decision. Yes, it typically is. Talk about that on appeal for a second, especially when it's a jury trial. No, you talk about it. No, no, I you hear go it first. Me. No, I want to hear it from you. you Always. It's like okay, let's arm wrestle. About <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, so on Just appeal, put this guy away so he doesn't get damaged if we're arm wrestling. That's on appeal, right? The court of appeal will always hold it against the appellant, the accused, if they don't testify at trial. Yes. Okay, so that's rule number one. So if you want to succeed on appeal, you better be testifying. Rule number two, I have run, I don't know, a lot, a load of, of trials, a load of sexual assault trials. I've only not called my client in four cases where the complainant was absolutely obliterated to the point of like, nuclear explosion wow otherwise i always call the client why because there's no downside no. so interestingly I, it, i'm going to digress for a second but i think this is a really important point if ever anybody who's watching this who is accused of this and you've got other counsel and you're debating what you should do you testify you have to be prepared you have to know your evidence and you have to deliver it appropriately mm -hmm. but if you're properly prepared you absolutely should give your version of events to the judge and especially to a jury. I was going to say, especially the jury. Do you really want them scratching your head, their head saying, hmm, guy didn't testify. What's he hiding? Because they're just people. Yeah. They're normal, everyday people who like, okay, so what's your version of events? Right. It is vital, vital to get your version of events out to the trier fact, whether it's a jury or a judge, and there are special rules how to assess an accused evidence. Right. And that's to your benefit. Mm -hmm. But there is very little downside, in my opinion, to testifying, even if it's not great testimony. Mm -hmm. Now, interestingly, in the United States, the, the defense lawyers will say, when you call your client, you shift the case from the prosecution being able to prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt. You want to focus on the prosecution not being able to prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt. And then you make it about the credibility of your client. Right. I think you're wrong, with all due respect, mm -hmm. particularly in sexual assault cases. If you have any chance of f***ing winning, and think about all the high-profile sexual assault cases in the United States, saving except for Crosby, who won on appeal for a technicality because of an agreement of immunity, you will not win, ever, if you don't call your client. It's not about just the crown proving proof beyond a reasonable doubt or the prosecution. It's about getting the story out from your client. 
So in this case, the accused did not testify. Mistake number and one. And I'm not, I'm not second guessing the defense no, lawyer no. because there may have been very good reasons not to call the client, which I don't know about and you don't know about. Eh, you might start second guessing him after you hear the rest of the story. I don't want to do that because I respect all defense lawyers. I do too. But there's always a but. I always call them. And so do you. Of course, to find out okay. why was this decision made. Whatever. Okay, so okay. this is an important yes. legal issue. Call your client. Yes. And if you're you're if you're accused and you've got a lawyer and you're thinking, well, should I testify? Yeah, yeah, testify. yeah. That's the okay, default. Go ahead. That's the default. So uh, he appeals, obviously convicted. Um, three grounds of appeal. You can deal with the f number Say one and number three. Convicted. 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 Okay, go ahead. That's a bad thing. Yeah. Very bad. So three grounds of appeal. Um, you can deal with number one if you like, but I'd like to focus on number two first. Okay, so this is interesting, and I just want to say this. So okay. the trial judge allegedly erred in not giving a limiting instruction to the jury about the appellant's bad character and prior discreditable conduct. Pause. Okay. In every f***ing case... There's going to be a lot of bleeping, Max. I'm sorry in this one. It's a in every f***ing case I deal with, that's a high-conflict separation or divorce, there's always bad character evidence. The, you know, Your client is controlling, he's manipulative, he's demeaning. He said, I don't wash the dishes properly. I don't do this. I don't do that right. I f***ing, he controls my finances. He controls where I go. Like It's like, Jesus Christ, there's got to be some f***ing checklist that these complainants go to that's on the internet. They go, oh yeah, let me go. Okay, I gotta go this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. So these are all bad character evidence issues, okay? Now, there's rules about this. So it may be relevant to the Crown's case. And as a defense lawyer, you may say, yes, I see it's relevant. And a smart defense lawyer, and I agree with the defense lawyer in this case saying, they could seize upon this evidence and use it as part of their defense and motive to fabricate. Right. But you still have to explain to the judge. I think I got the squeaky chair. Can you just get some WD for I this? I already brought it. We haven't used it yet. Oh, can you pan on that? It's okay. Um, or if you can pick it up. No, you can't no, pick I'm it not. up. No, you um, don't pick it up. So as a lawyer, you have to say to the judge, look, you got to give a limiting instruction. you got to tell the jury, look, there's only so much you can use this bad character evidence for. You can't use it for what's called propensity reasoning. Very important. Mm -hmm. Because people who have been messaging us and making comments they want to know about the law which is great because somebody does some stuff that's not good during the course of the relationship whether it's true or not cannot be used as evidence that they are more likely to have committed the sexual assault can you repeat that because somebody may have done the male have done things that was not nice during the course of the relationship, like maybe being a bit controlling, maybe being some demeaning, saying bad things, maybe following the person around. It cannot be used by the judge or the jury as evidence that they are more likely to have committed the sexual assault. That's called propensity reasoning. So as a defense lawyer, we have to say, although we agree that this evidence can be said by the complainant during the course of her evidence because it's relevant to explaining how the relationship unfolded and may be relevant to aspects of my defense, like a motive to fabricate, 
you still have to be careful about how that evidence is used. And if it's in front of a jury, you got to be really careful about explaining it to a jury. And having done a fair amount of jury trials, I take it upon myself to not only tell the judge to do that, I tell the jury how to use it. Because I don't leave it up to chance that the judge will get it right. I want to be upfront right away to tell the jury about how they can use it. This is vital. So this type of evidence is replete. In every single case I have done. That's bad. In any domestic situation. So that's where two people were in a relationship, whether married or not. There's always bad character evidence. It's nonstop. This case I had this week, like it's a Niagara Falls of discreditable <laughs> conduct. It's like overflowing. Okay. And I use it to my advantage. You have to. But you instruct the judge to say, look, you got to be careful. Here's the case law. So this is something that's very important to be careful about. So as an accused person facing this type of shit, it's okay if this comes in, if you know how to use it and why, but instruct the judge or the jury how it can be used and how it cannot be used. And in this case, the judge did not give a proper limiting instruction to the jury, which ultimately led to the court of appeals saying mm, that was an error. It's going to go back to a new trial. Okay. But something else really pissed you off. But when I read this, this was something that's so uh, missed um, by triers of fact, right. by judges in instructing juries that it really upset me. So I had to say this. And that's now okay. I feel better. You feel better? I feel better. Do you want to pat the head or not? I want to pat my head. Okay, good. Thank you. Okay, go we're ready now. Now explain what pissed okay. you off. Before I do that. Say pissed off. I will say pissed off. Say I won't pissed off. Okay, go ahead. Okay. But I won't say disturbed. I'll just pissed off. Okay. Before I do that, set us up for what oath helping means. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. I've unleashed a flood, I think. Okay. 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 So oath helping is when a complainant or, or a, a complainant testifies for the prosecution and they want to elicit certain evidence from that complainant that bolsters their credibility, their oath that they're telling the f***ing truth. Let's give a perfect f***ing example. Okay. Here we go. I can't because I just had a trial this week of it. I had it with three complainants this week. Three, all lying, all interconnected, all f supporting each other, all lying, 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 horribly lying, all horrible, horrible oath helping, which I got and I'm going to win it, but it's disgusting. And horrible. And horrible. Yes. So it's like, uh, so uh, miss or mister, because it could be a male complainant. Mr. Stapuff. Do you want to bring him in? Why for are you here? Why are you here? Why are you here today? Right. Well, I'm here because I want to tell the truth. Hey, you're I getting need... into my stuff. Just stop. Okay, go I've ahead. I faced this a million times. Okay. And I want I want I want Mr. Stapuff to be held accountable for his abusive conduct of me. Did you have a choice to be here? Yes, they told me I could testify or not, and I've chose to be here to tell my truth. Oh, that's one I love. That's oath helping. So you're, the, the, the prosecution elicits from the witness evidence to suggest that they don't want to be here or they're here for the purpose of telling the truth, and you bolster it. 
Like, I would rather not be here because it's so dramatic testifying. I don't want to testify, but I'm here because I have to tell my truth and I have to, I have to stop the person from doing this to some other person. Yeah, that's oath helping. Yeah, okay. And do you know how many times this happens? Too many, clearly. All the f***ing time! Then that's too many. Okay, talk about it now. Well, you've covered what I was going to say, but I'm going to say it again because I think it's important. Are you checking your blood pressure? Yeah. Okay, well, you're alive, so that's good. Just pat the head if you're feeling the need, then it'll be good. So, in the middle of the trial, Crown has heard the complainant up on the stand. And as you said, first question, can you tell us how you feel about being here today? Oh, <laughs> I'm surprised. So surprising. Right. I'm surprised a, a handkerchief wasn't passed okay, up so you at know the what? same just, time, just, but whatever. Okay, you know what? I'm going to get serious now, okay? So I, this I'm in, serious. This late but... into the podcast? <laughs> podcast club, there's no rules. Oh, I forgot. Sorry. Okay. I started the rules. Go ahead. But let's, like, I, I know I'm a bit too demonstrative and a little over the top right now, but you know why? Because this happens all the time. Dramatic pause. Yeah, it was. It happens all the time. And lawyers, defense lawyers are very good about this. And, and, and we've got great defense lawyers in Toronto and they get it. But this happens all the time. So say that again slowly. I will. It's not a f***ing joke. This no. is a question. And that, that's what, to use your word, pisses me off. I, I, there, I said it. Okay. Okay, I'm happy now. Okay. I get demonstrative. Have a drink. I, I just, okay. Podcast club. One more. Ready? A clink. A mid-podcast clink. Right on. Get with it. I haven't seen that before. Okay, well, well it's a new podcast club, Okay, baby. it is. So let's repeat that question one more time. Crown, can you tell us how you feel about being here today? Maybe you can pretend to be the complainant. It's, this is what she says. I'm very anxious... I'm very anxious about being here. Well, let me see what I now say. And, the crown. and okay. very nervous. Ask okay, the crown thank question. you. The crown now. I'll, I'll be the crown. Can you tell us why you're here today? I'm here because when it comes all down to it, I honestly believe that DQs should be held accountable for his actions. Would you like a brief recess to... I, I need a minute. Okay, a bit of time? Okay. Yeah, good. Okay. I, I just... I just can, can I, can can I we just a take a break? Yeah, we can take a break. Okay. Okay. This is in front of the jury, as we know, by the way, just to remind everyone. At that this is real. This is real. It's not a joke. Now, sadly, the judge did not have a Staples buzzer to buzz or whatever. So the judge says, whoa, 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 whoa. He interjects. In front of the jury, he good said... Good for the judge on that good, one. Yeah, good for the judge on that one. In front of the jury, he says, look, guys... Well, he didn't say guys, but you know what I mean. He says, the purpose of... No, a, these days, who knows what you get as a jury, because we can't f***ing pick a jury. Well, that's a different podcast. Judge says, the purpose of a witness giving evidence is to testify about what they perceived and experienced. And he said, in this case, or in any case, a complainant should not be expressing an opinion on what disposition should be made. Okay, bravo, judge. He did the right thing. You would have thought that sent the clear message to the Crown. Apparently not. Maybe the Crown didn't hear what the judge said, or did hear and continued. Shall we continue? 
continue okay. and do it slowly yes. and emphatically with a lot of emotion. It's kind of late in the day for emotion. How about just I know, emphatically? It's so, it's so tired. It, I know. I know. Just do it because this okay. is so, so horrible. Okay. So I'm the crown now again. Okay. I think this is my question for you. Brackets, complainant's name, whatever that was. I have no idea. Were you given the opportunity not to testify in this case? Yeah. Okay. You got it? Yeah, he's got it. I highlighted it for you. What does she say? Sorry. Can you ask that question again? Oh, you're really pushing it. Please, I'm sorry. <laughs> you just ask I, that I know. This is hard for you. Just ask it again, please. I will. I will. I don't know why he says, I think this is my question, because he asks the question. <laughs> I, like, what the hell? <laughs> Ready? Yeah, Cam Crown again. Compose yourself and be a, a tragic complainant for us. Ready? Yeah. Okay, you shouldn't be giggling. A complainant. No, no, it's not good. I think a complainant giggles. No, I like your though. approach. Okay. I think this is my question for you, brackets, complainant's name. Well, let's call her, I don't know, whatever, Barbie. Were you ever given the opportunity not to testify in this case? It's like, yes, I was. Wow. Okay. Okay. And have you chosen to testify today of your own free will? Oh, yes, I have. Okay, like what the hell at this point? Okay. We're going to take a pause. To Repeat reflect. that again. Yes. Like Wh which part? What the hell? Or the, the whole fucking okay, thing. Okay, let's do it again. Are you ready to be Barbie no, again? This is the point of the podcast, okay? It is, it is. People come up to me and go, Are you trying to get yourself out of a job? Like, are you trying to get disbarred? You certainly don't want to be a judge, Mr. Newberger, because your podcasts are a little bit like, eh. Yeah. Well, no, I'm in the club, so no bench for us. Although, thank you for the hammer, the judge's hammer you gave me. Thank Marcy, my I did. wife. I thank did. you, thank my, you, Marcy. My love. You're welcome. I'll never be able What's to use the point that as of a judge. The point of this thank is to you. educate the fucking public it is. about the stupidity that goes on and why we have wrongful convictions and why we're marching towards creating our own organization for wrongfully accused men. Okay? Because that's our fucking practice. Yeah. So we're to the point now. It's not about just DNA, about wrongfully accused homicide. It's about wrongfully accused men and sometimes women in high-conflict divorces. Men are not immune for making these allegations in high-conflict divorces. Not about sex assault, but about sex assault and other shit. But just think about this. Pause. Let's repeat it again. We'll do it again. This is an educational thing on a f***ing real case. Okay. Read it again. Okay, but you got to be Barbie now, the complainant. Ready? I'm going to be Ashley. Ashley? Multiple personality disorder, Ashley, or what? No, you would never get that because you can't get my mental health records. I know you can't. That's, that's I could be a psychopath. You never. I'd know. never know. Well, I'd know, but I couldn't use it in front of the jury. That's absolutely true. It is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay, we're ready. Okay, Barbie. I think. I think again. Why am I thinking? But I think this is my question for you, Barbie. Were you ever Ashley? Sorry, Ashley. Barbie's left. Okay. Ashley, were you ever given the opportunity not to testify in this case? Yes, I was. Really? Okay. Okay. And have you chosen to testify today of your own free will? I have. I need to tell my truth. That's awesome. Okay. This is where we stop. So the Crown on Appeal argues the first passage about, you know, why are you here today? How are you feeling? The Crown argues... Eh, the first passage is not oath-helping and was just an open-ended question to begin the examination. Ah, whatever, fine, fine. Judge stopped them, said, reminded the jury, not really appropriate. 
But no, but that's correct. Yes, it's it not is. Appropriate. It's not appropriate. But this, to use your phrase and now my phrase, is what pissed me off. With respect to the second passage, the crown argued, the crown argument on appeal was, there's no prejudice to the appellant, and it's all good. There's nothing wrong with the second set of questions. This is this is the part where you can get pissed off again. So, go to paragraph thirty-eight of the decision. I'm there. Okay, I thought you would be. So the second passage at the end of the examination in chief was to intend to elicit that the complainant had been given the option not to attend and testify at the trial. And that having been given that option, she chose of her own free will to attend and testify. The questions are notable for their placement at the end of the examination chief as it suggests Crown Council intended to give the strong finish to the examination that the complainant, in my words now, chose to testify because it's the truth. In spite of all the anguish and anxiety and turbulence of testifying, they came forth to tell the truth. Right. right? That's really the nub of it. You didn't use the word rigors as well. The rigors of testifying. But same thing. So Court of Appeal, like big red stop sign, these questions should not have been asked. Why? Because the fact that the complainant had been offered the opportunity had nothing to do with any issue at trial. Can you repeat that? It's it's a paragraph thirty nine. No, I... or just say it in your own words if that makes you feel better. No, it's good that we're quoting from the case yes. because I think this is really important. It is the fact that the complainant had been offered the opportunity not to testify, but chose to attend and testify anyway, was not relevant. To any issue at trial. None. The fact that the complainant <laughs> had been offered the opportunity not to testify, but chose to and testified at trial, was not relevant to any issue at trial. Well, don't stop. It's the next No, no, two. I just want to make sure I was clear. Uh, you were pretty clear and loud, but that's okay. This line of questioning by the Crown Council trial sought to bolster the complainant's credibility. The impermissible inference lying behind this type of questioning is that she was more likely to be telling the truth because even when given the opportunity not to testify, she made the choice to come to court and testify. Yeah. What the f***? I know. Seeing as I'm already here, I'm only here to tell the truth, jury. This is oath helping. Yes. It's highly impermissible. Everybody knows it's wrong. Right. But they do it anyways. Which is the disturbing or pissed off thing about it. This is a very unique... Okay, you're laughing, Max, but like... He's laughing at the chair squeaking. But we, we, like, I, I hope everybody who views this and our regular viewers get this. This is wrong. And this is what leads to wrongful convictions. And this is why anybody who's accused of a sexual assault, be it a man or a woman, they're at risk or of no. conviction... Yeah. Because prosecutions are based upon impermissible inferences. That people, when they choose to testify, do it 
in spite of all of the issues and the yeah. and and the hardships of testifying and therefore if i come to court i have to be believed right. because of all the trauma of coming here how could you possibly not believe me i showed up what did andy warhol say half the thing is just showing up being in the right place the impermissible inference lying behind this type of questioning is that she was more likely to be telling the truth because even when given the opportunity not to testify she made the choice to come to court and pay for parking probably. parentheses because and pay for parking if it did was they downtown. pay for parking too not no but she probably had to pay for parking no i think the, the, the crown must have i don't know sometimes they fly them in they do because she was telling the truth this is insane it is insane and this happens more often than you think yeah it, it's it's that's why when I first got this case today, I was just scratching my head going, no, come on. Come it's on. Bad. It's bad. So let's bad. talk for one second about, because we get, I have to say again, our viewers are asking amazing questions. There, you know, some are lawyers in other jurisdictions. Many are not. Amazing, very pointed questions. So let's talk about what's oath helping. The rule against oath helping. So any statement made by a complainant elicited by a crown attorney or in defense to bolster the credibility to enhance the credibility of a person to say that they're telling the truth is wrong so the reception of evidence solely for the purpose of establishing the truthfulness of a witness is prohibited it's not admissible the line between impermissible oath helping and relevant evidence, which also bears on credibility, is not always clear. However, the questions asked by the Crown in this case, at the end of the complainant's examination in chief, were on the wrong side of the line. It's pretty black and white. And I don't think this is so f***ing hard to figure out. No, no, no. And But, you know, the further problem with all of this is, uh, or as the Court of Appeal calls it, the further mischief... The further, I like that expression, I like actually. mischief. The further mischief raised by this case. So the further mischief raised by the specific type of oath-helping questions asked in this case in the, have the potential to raise collateral issues in the juror's mind, right? So the jury now is going to start thinking, okay, what was the offer potentially made to her not to testify? Who made the offer? When? In what form? Was it a genuine offer? Why was it made? All those questions, so bad. Should they be even thinking about that? They shouldn't be, but if you allow the, this sort of garbage in, those types of questions, they're going to be thinking about that. Right, so when you elicit evidence to draw the inference that the complainant was more credible because she exposed herself to, this is where you like it, yeah. the unpleasant rigors of criminal trial, the difficulty with this type of reasoning is that using the fact that a complainant pursued a complaint to bolster their credibility is inconsistent with the presumption of innocence. Mm-hmm. Pause. It's a pause. Pa yeah, I know. How long do we pause, though? Right now, I'm pausing for like a bit. Okay, so I'll wait a bit. One bit, two bits. This bit, is really three. bad. Yeah. You never, ever should ever see in a prosecution case anywhere in this world a question asked of a complainant. You almost sound like Darth Vader there for a second. 
don't because I love Star Wars. I know you do. And Darth Vader I like. I can imagine. Okay. The black outfit is kind of cool. It's more than a it's more than an outfit. I know. I know. Okay. Go ahead. And that lightsaber. But oh that lightsaber. <laughs> completes them. But go ahead. This is such a simple point and so singular for this one podcast that I just hope it resonates with everybody who watches this. Were you given a choice not to testify? Like, just think just about that. Just hear that question. It's like... You may think, like, oh, like, on first blush, like... Yeah. Okay, it, like... I, I'm going to be arguing a case on March 27th in Newmarket on a, on a case where the Crown asked that question. Oh and I'm going to be going, okay. Okay, you. But, you know, but... So it happens all the time. But because you chose to come... You should be believed. That's the problem. Because we also paid for your parking. That's not good. Or your flight in. Or your flight in, yeah. Or your lunch. Right. Not in the new market ca cafeteria. It's not that good. No, no, no. Their sandwiches are not bad. Not bad, but... Um, I, I don't know how to... I, I don't know what more to say about this. And I think this leads me into well, one other Well, I was going to say, it certainly hasn't left you speechless. It hasn't, but... Because um, I'm rarely speechless... Um, in these podcasts. Yeah, yeah. But um, Like a mouse. We decided for this podcast to talk about this singular evidentiary issue because of the mischief played. Oh, you're using the mischief word. I like yeah, that. The mischief played by inappropriate questioning of a complainant. This is not, you know, an error. This yeah. is legitimate deliberate questioning yeah this isn't a mistake and it leads to wrongful convictions what's more disturbing the crown on appeal tries to justify it supports it well say that just say that to the camera a little bit more on appeal what did Which the crown camera? argue so many okay that, can, that camera what did the crown argue i'll get i can find the page but the crown basically just in essence just summarize it. in essence there was nothing wrong with this what, what's everyone's problem right it's not oath helping. No, it's not. She came here of her own free will, knowing what all the right. issues are for, for testifying in a trial, and decided to come forth. So that doesn't mean that, that any trier of fact should draw any inference one way or the other. Yeah, again. Really? It's wrong. It's wrong. Do we this, clink on that? We're going to clink. Okay. But, you know, let's pause for one more moment. How many bits? Who, me? I know, he doesn't know podcast rules. I don't know the rules of... I don't know when we clink, when... Yeah, one, pause, I'm, one bit, two But bits. let's pause on this again for okay. a moment. This has to be eradicated from our trials. Yes. To prevent wrongful convictions. Agree? Agree. Okay, let's clink. Okay. And let's say things like, if you like this podcast, oh, yes. can you like it? Yes. Share, Share it. Subscribe. subscribe. Click notification. Send an email with a thumbs up. Right. Send a happy face. Right. Lots of comments. Lots, Lots of, of comments. comments. And what I would like more of, and we're getting a ton of these, what do you want to hear from us? What issues are you interested in? Are you bored by us giving you the law? Because I don't think you are. Because there's so much more to touch on, and we're just getting into it now because I think our viewers are, are really interested in this, and we want to go more into it. Because this is such a simple one issue, Yeah. but it happens so often, and it can, re it can really lead to wrongful convictions. 
So we're trying our best to get the message out there to prevent this. Right. So thank you to all our viewers. Right. And God bless. And, and, and Have stay, a good night. Stay tuned because soon we're going to be offering merch on the website. Stop. No. No, I'm not selling myself. Well, we can get more made up. All right. F it. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you.